Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. R.C. Hall has been a lot of things in his life. A wrangler, a ski bum, a mountain guide, even a National Geographic photographer, where he traveled to the ends of the earth, including places like Antarctica, Patagonia, and Mozambique. But being a musician was always on his bucket list. At 55, he figured it was now or never. So in 2021, he contracted Lloyd Maines to help him produce his first album, Wood, Wire, and Whiskey, which R.C. says are the three most important things to writing a great song. R.C. joins us for this edition of Americana Music Profiles as we talk about that long, interesting career and his new journey as a recording musician. Hello, R.C. Welcome to the call. Hey, Greg. Appreciate it. Thanks for nice uh, be here. Yeah, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Where are we talking to you from? From Rico, Colorado. Okay. Uh, tucked away in the four corners of the Rockies at about 9,000 feet. Oh, cool. All right. Is it uh are you guys still ex- we're we're talking now um, mid-May. Are you guys still experiencing cold weather? Is it winter still? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I still got a bit of a glacier in my front yard, and uh, <laughs> I think we just had quite a bit of snow last week. Wow. Okay. When so, does it warm up? Yeah, we're. Um, uh, whenever it wants, really. Uh, you know, we don't even have any leaves on the trees yet. Wow. Got a little little grass peeking through, but yeah. hopefully, you know. Hopefully we can get our tomatoes out by mid June. Okay. Early mid June. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Has that been yeah, home for you? You you didn't grow up there, right? No, I grew up in Missouri. I grew up on a little farm north of Kansas City in Missouri. Okay. Um, and I've been out here in the Rockies about thirty years. Or so, was that uh, family re- relocation, strategic move? What put you in Colorado? I hit the road, I think, when I was 20 uh, to be a ski bum. Okay. And moved into Eagle County, Colorado and to uh, start skiing with the, uh, with the idea that I was going to continue my education at CU in Boulder. But uh, once, uh, once I got up into the Rockies, it was really hard for me to go, go to the city. And I just... Uh, after a couple false starts, I kind of forgot about finishing up any college. <laughs> I think I read in the notes that um, music as a profession came a little later for you. Did you pick up trades? What what kind of things did you do along the way? Well, along the way, you know, I've done everything that a ski bum has to do from washing dishes to cooking hamburgers to drywall to painting. Um uh, you know, a few things that could get you into trouble, things of that nature. <laughs> right. Um, just, you know, whatever. Uh, it's sort of just, it's sort of been like making a quilt over the years. Uh, just something comes up and I, um, just add it to the, add it to the, uh, quilt. Yeah. Yeah. And so far it's kept, at least kept me, at least kept me warm most of the time. I, Spent some time, uh, a lot of time traveling. I thought I was going to be an adventure photographer for a while, and actually, 
uh, worked for National Geographic on assignment a couple times in, in uh, Patagonia and worked as a photographer in Antarctica on a ship down there. Wow. And it even uh, took me to, uh, the photography even took me to Mozambique for about four months one summer. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. It's I, been, yeah, it's been a lot of wild, crazy experiences. I, I'm sure you've collected a lot of um, uh, mental or otherwise notes uh, that contributed to your songwriting adventure. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it, it's uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff I'm singing about is not made up out of thin air. It comes from you know a lot of a lot of experiences, good and bad, and uh, you know, and stories of other people that I've encountered uh, along the way as well. Yeah. So you, if I understand correctly, did not start singing and playing at a young age. Is that right? You, what musical influence did you have? When when did that kick in for you? Well, uh, I grew up with my dad. Uh, you know, singing in the car all the time. Uh. Uh, he loved he loved Hank Snow, um, and so actually, kind of a funny story. Um, he he was drafted into the AFL. No, I'm sorry, the NFL in 1958. Wow! And was drafted to the, uh, the Steelers in hmm. 1958. Hmm. And when they would haze all the rookies at lunchtime, they would make them stand up on the table at lunchtime and sing their college song. And my dad, he didn't even know his college song, so he would stand up on the table and just sing Hank Snow's tune, <laughs> tunes, you know. Yeah. Uh, That's cool. And so he, it's funny, yeah, as a rookie, he became uh, real tight with um, with their quarterback huh. uh, because he was from Texas. What was his name? Uh, Night Train, Bobby Night Train. Oh, Lane, okay. Think, yeah, quarterback. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, my dad had a guitar when he was young, and then he discovered football, and he ended up selling his guitar, and it kind of went to, you know, I grew up wanting to follow in his footsteps and kind of be an athlete, but eventually I came around, um, you know, to wanting to play music and sing. I've always wanted to be a writer, but I pretty much failed at that every, you know, every attempt, and I just realized uh, that if you just make up your own songs and sing them around a campfire, you don't have to deal with any editors and you can express yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, as you choose and, uh, you know, without having to meet any deadlines or deal with any editors or all that nonsense that goes along with magazines and, right. and that whole industry. So, um, from, from that moving out west or moving further out west, I suppose is how you'd put it. Um, until here not that long ago you music really wasn't a thing that you pursued what what happened to lure you in it just was it always seemed like um i don't know i i don't know what the right word is but man i guess jealous i was always jealous to be left out it seemed like hmm. everybody was having so much fun and you know whether it was just sitting around a campfire and somebody was singing songs and or uh you know at a show and then uh in about 2009 i became involved with a music magazine as a photographer and writer hmm. 
And so all of a sudden, I was like really in the mix, in the thick mm-hmm. of it, hanging out with a lot of musicians, at all, all kinds of shows, taking photos. And uh, it just dawned on me that, man, uh, won't be long and you're going to be old. And and uh, you can either be old and not be a musician, or you can be old and be a musician. Hmm. And so I don't know. I think I was 41, 42. And yeah. I said, man, I'm just going to I'm going to buckle down. And, you know, what's wild is I, I really was just fell in love with chicken picking. And so I really wanted to be like a uh, try and be like a competent chicken picker on my Telecaster. Mm-hmm. Um, but all these songs just started popping out as, uh, you know, while I was uh, I would shed it down in a little cabin in Ozarks for about six months one winter. And, mm. And I've always been a writer, so I guess it just kind of came natural that I would write songs, but I never really even dreamed of of being a singer, and I'm not sure I qualify. I engage. I'm not sure if I would, (laughs) you know, make it great, but it feels good, uh, and I I really enjoy it. Yeah. When did you know that you were on to something? You know, you're holed up in the cabin and and I guess just entertaining yourself initially. When did it make sense that that this was more than just passing time? Oh, well, I felt like there might be some promise one night. I was living in Buena Vista, a little, what used to be kind of a little cowboy town in uh southeastern Colorado on the front range and I went to an open mic one night and I was you know scared shitless and I didn't even bring a guitar I just went to watch and and uh there was a big old cowboy in there that played a couple songs and uh you know great big old cowboy hat and boots and wranglers I mean you know the real deal Mm -hmm. singing cowboy songs Mm -hmm. and I probably had a couple beers and a shot or something, and finally I was like, "Hey, man, could I borrow your guitar and and sing a song?" And uh, hmm. so I don't know. I probably sang "Wagon Wheel" uh, if I remember <laughs> right. And uh, and I handed the guitar back, and this you know this big old giant cowboy looked at me and he goes, "You got it, son. You got the high lonesome." And I I, I just uh, felt felt really good to hear that yeah so, i'm uh, sure wow you know some uh and so i was like well maybe he's right maybe he's not but it felt really good to get up there despite the nerves and it uh-huh. felt really good to hear that so uh-huh. i just decided to keep chipping away at it i you have an interesting quote in your notes I've been in some wild situations in my life but i have never been so terrified as i was at that first gig at the vf uh, the VFW hall. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I love that quote. <laughs> well, you know, it's true as a mountaineer, a ski mountaineer, and, you know, of kind of a adventure photographer, man, you can get pretty far out there, but I always really felt at home out there, but I've never felt at home in, in, uh, in front of people, you know, I've always, always preferred to be alone and out in the wilderness. Right. So I felt like, you know, also kind of offered me, an opportunity to uh you know to grow as a person Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. but yeah it's true i've (laughs) spent a lot of cold bivouacs and avalanches and you know flying in a little cessna 
300 feet off the ground all day in Mozambique and things like that. But yeah. God, that first VFW gig, I felt like it, I felt like it was my first day of school in kindergarten. Yeah. Just, wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, wanted, I guess you're. To cry. Yeah, when you're in situations like like you described earlier, you're, you know, um, you're kind of at the fate of the universe. Um, when you get on stage, you're kind of, uh, you're you're pretty out there. Your your emotions are at the fate of the people sitting ten feet in front of you. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, it's man. a bit of a different experience for sure. You're so vulnerable, especially in those early stages when, you know, I, I totally sucked. I was I was awful and it was just such an emotional roller coaster. You're just like, you know, you're blowing everything and you're like, God, thank God nobody's listening, you know? And then <laughs> yeah. and then all of a sudden you 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 know, you catch on fire the song you really like and you feel like you're really crushing it and then you're like, God damn it, nobody's listening. And it just goes back and forth like that. Yeah. Some nights, you know, I just wanted to smash my guitar and just walk out of the bar. But, wow. Um, so at, at some point there in the middle of all of that, you, you felt like you had material uh, good enough to to find some way to get into the studio. Tell me about that. Well, I've always been a huge fan of uh, Wayne the Train. Uh-huh. <laughs> and... Um, I even got, you know, the opportunity to party with him a little bit one night up in Jackson, Wyoming. Wow. He was just such the real deal, and I've always just loved him. And so, so consequently, because of that, I've kind of known, you know, who Lloyd Maines is as his right. producer, because he's done all, I think, all ten of Lloyd, mm. of Wayne's albums. And... Uh, I, there's a super talented musician here in uh, Rico named Mike Enriquez, and uh, the guy's just an incredible musician. And he's he's been uh, super supportive of my songwriting, and always said how much he loves my songs, and, mm -hmm. and so that gave me a little bit of a boost. And um, I saw this kid down Valley here in Dolores one night, and uh, he was just a straight up old school country and western man he, and uh he was great young kid and i bought his cd and i got home and i saw it was produced by lloyd mains and uh i'm like wow so i started kind of doing a little research on lloyd mains and there was his website there was his email address i emailed him and uh said hey here's some of my demos online if i'd love for you to produce an album for me if you'd be interested and you know, I didn't think he'd even let me in the parking lot, but he got <laughs> right back to me and he said, let's do it. Wow. And so it was just uh, really a very spontaneous, um, you know, uh, I just just took her, took a chance. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for me, I'm just very, very happy and satisfied with the results. And that album is Wood, Wire, and Whiskey, right? That's correct. Yes. And it's been out how and long? It's been out since October 1, I think, on, uh, you know, on the digital platforms. Mm -hmm. and okay. I like, I like to joke that those are the three most important elements of songwriting is the Wood, Wire, and Whiskey. <laughs> In that order? <laughs> <laughs> not always uh so how, how's it um how's the feedback been do you are you getting some 
uh, I, I listened to a couple of tracks, man. I really love it. I kind of had felt like I was listening to a little bit of Steve Earle. Um, you know, just, just some good, good, just good Americana, you know, just good, good home, home feeling music. Um, are you getting some good yeah. feedback? I really appreciate that because I also am a, a huge fan of Steve Earle. He's just, he, he definitely, uh, is an American treasure as yeah. well, along with Wayne. Um, you know, it, it comes and goes. It hasn't been that widely listened to yet. You know, a lot of my friends really love it and are impressed. And um, But still just trying to get it out there and get it listened to. Uh, every once in a while, you know, somebody will text me and tell me. The, you know, the wild thing is, is nobody, nobody has a CD player anymore. I know. <laughs> so um, the... The only way to get it out there, really, in in a wide to a wider audience, is on the internet. And yeah. I'm I'm not, I'm a little bit internet challenged with the social media and all that. I'm slowly working on it. The website's done. Uh, Woodwiredwhiskey.com and rchall.net. So that's a that's a huge challenge. Sure. Yeah. Oh man, I I thought making an album was tough. Getting the website done was brutal. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to it. Yeah, it really is. So. I'm just now, uh, you know, trying to get some get some things going on on social media and playing some gigs here and there. But I'll tell you what, when uh, you know, when I do, when somebody when somebody does give me a compliment, whether I'm playing live or you know, they said, "Hey, I, it's just it means so much." Yeah, yeah. Well, I, and you you put so much into it, so I I I know I know what it feels like. You know, when when you when you finish your baby and you step back from it and you have to turn it loose into the world and like, okay, what do you think? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah you know, thing. it's a, a very yeah a very vulnerable place to be, um, really, because there's just uh, there's just so much uh, energy and love and. It's a it's a risk writing your own songs and doing something like that. It, it really is a risk, and uh, it's a different kind of risk than I'm used to for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it just um, I just have so much admiration for anybody that that takes that risk. Sure, uh, yeah. Now, knowing what the process is like. Yeah. Now. What? Uh, and, go ahead. It's. Well, you know, I I can only imagine that it's a lot different when you're in your 20s than it is to try and do something like this at 55. Um, it just uh, creates a lot of doubts, like, what am I doing? Yeah. I, you know. It probably makes you I, feel a it, lot like you're 20 sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it does, you know. It has kind of, it has had that effect for sure. Um, in, the, in the early gigs, you know, it's like, God, am I too old for this? And, yeah. Uh, you know what the heck am I doing? I I know I had had a lot more confidence in my twenties with, and I you know than I do now. You see, uh, you just fail at so many things yeah. over the years. Yeah. Um, but you know, all you can do is just keep moving forward. Yeah. And so uh, that's I, I think that's kind of been part of it. You know, is is the, what the what am I doing? Why don't why aren't I? You know. Uh, why aren't I, after all these years, why can't I play it safe? <laughs> yeah, but playing playing it safe kind of is that it's it's kind of goes along with that that comment you made earlier. You're gonna 
Are you going to be old and be a musician or be old and not be a musician? You know, are you going to be old and, and have played it safe your whole life and wonder what would you, what would have happened if you hadn't? Well, you know, I, I appreciate that because that does, you know, that was the goal. I wanted to be a musician and I never, I never really dreamed that I would put out an album. It was never even like, it wasn't like, Oh, I'm going to put, you know, take all these songs and put out an album one day. It just like, yeah. it just happened. And yeah. like, so there was no overarching plan and now boom, there's fruit. And it's like, God, what do I do now? I got all these apples <laughs> and I don't know. You yeah. know and I don't know what to do with all it. And so I'm just trying to go around handing out apples and hopefully I can save some seeds and, and uh, maybe do it again. Someday. Yeah. I, I already have the tracks, you know, pretty much for another album. I just, I just need to get to that point financially. Sure. And, yeah. And, uh, so, are you going to be out on the road with it at all? Are you going to get to tour? How How are you going to How are you going to share this? Uh, you know, past the the local scene there. Well, I'm kind of a home slice these days. I really love it in Rico, and my gal and I bought a little shack here in town that we're that we're remodeling. Um, so nothing like that is is in the works. You know, fortunately, I live here close to Telluride and there's you know for uh considering the fact that we're kind of in out in nowhere there's mm-hmm. a pretty decent music scene here so I've just been playing around at some of the local bars and breweries and and uh and hopefully um you know I can keep getting uh keep working on the social media thing uh, maybe someday it would be great I would you know love to go out on tour um but Right now, uh, kind of working on the domestic tranquility here. Yeah, so. yeah, I hear you. <laughs> well, uh, once again, the album is Wood, Wire, and Whiskey. Um, give me the socials again. Where can people find you? Right now, the websites are woodwireandwhiskey.com and rchall.net. And that's about it for now. Um, you can find me on Facebook under RC Hall. Um, working on getting that together um but yeah i i uh that's my next that's my next step in the process yeah. is to try and get a little more social media out there and hopefully you know i can hopefully i can double my 16 dollars in royalties in the next couple of years <laughs> there you go <laughs> well we definitely wish you well with it rc man i, I enjoyed listening to it and uh, i i agree with your old cowboy friend there i think you got something and uh, I'd, I'd love to see you be able to cultivate it. So we appreciate you taking the time to share your story with us. Yeah, thanks very much, Greg. I I really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 